welcome to A Reader's Book Corner, a weekly podcast hosted by author and avid reader, Teresa Beasley, that focuses on discussing and supporting indie books and the authors who write them. And here's your host, Teresa Beasley. Hello, reading friends, and welcome to episode 17 of A Reader's Book Corner. I'm your host, Teresa Beasley, and today we are discussing discussion. We are discussing Passion and Venom by S. Williams. Now, S. Williams is a, a pen name of Shanora Williams. So let me just read you Shanora Williams' um, short bio here. She is a New York Times and USA Today bestselling author of over 30 romance novels and diverse suspense novels. She currently lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, and is the mother of three boys, has a fiercely devoted and supportive husband, and is a sister to 11. When she isn't writing, she's spending time with her family, binge reading, or running marathons on TV streaming services while scarfing down something sweet or salty. S. Williams' Passion and Venom is its actually a trilogy. And I kind of stumbled upon it when I found one of her thriller books called The Perfect Ruin. And the book was so good. I was like, okay, this is a traditional. I wanted to feature it on the on the podcast, but I realized that it was a traditionally published book of hers. So I said, okay, let me just kind of look up, you know, Shanora Williams and find like one of her independent, because most people nowadays are hybrid authors. So I did find that she had this particular romantic suspense trilogy under S. Williams, which she independently published. So I was like, okay, let me try it out. I'm not a big romance reader. I don't really like the lovey-dovey stuff, but I like really like romantic suspense because it has a thriller element to it and it gets intense when you're reading it. So I do like romantic suspense. So I do like a little bit of romance. So I can't say I don't like romance altogether because I do like romantic suspense novels. So I happened to stumble upon this one after reading Shanora Williams' The Perfect Ruin. Now this trilogy has, um, the first book is Passion and Venom. Book two is Venom and Ecstasy. And book three is Venom and Glory. And after reading the first book, I had to go ahead and purchase the ebooks of the second and third. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that when we get to my thought section. So let's talk about a little bit of an overview of the book. Now, just to give you just a real brief overview, the book is about Gianna. Um, she just married her husband, Tony, when she witnesses him being murdered in front of her. Then she gets taken as captive and held in this dungeon, and she's treated poorly. She doesn't know why. Um, she just knows it has something to do with her new husband, who now she's a widow now because he was murdered in front of her. So she doesn't know why she's been you know, kidnapped, but she does know that it directly is related to her husband, Tony. So that's basically just like a brief overview of the particular book that we're going to be discussing today. Let's go and read the actual, I want to read you the actual um, blurb for the book from S. Williams. It says, imagine this, your husband is murdered on your wedding day, your gown is sold in his blood, you are taken hostage, treated like a caged animal. The man behind your husband's murder is revealed. His name is Draco Molina. Draco has power, respect, wealth. 
He is a savage beast of a man, dominant in every way. Soon after, he makes you an offer that you can't refuse. All you have to do is submit to him, and in return, you won't be punished. He will reward you handsomely, but if you disobey, you must be prepared to face the consequences. What do you do when the most wanted man in the world wants you? I really like that blurb, which is the reason why I purchased the book. So you see why. So now let's talk about these characters. Gianna, she's a little naive. She was a little naive to me. Um, she basically knew the business. I mean, her father was in the, the mafia, the mob. So she grew up in this particular business. So when she married someone that was in the business, she kind of knew what she was getting into. Um, so I don't know why it seemed like to be a surprise to her when things start happening. And, and she's just kind of being stuck in the middle of everything. But, I mean, she knew what she was, you know, you got to deal with what you're dealing with. I mean, if you're accepting what you're dealing with, then, I mean, you can't be mad when crazy things start happening. When you know you're marrying a guy that's in the mob and you were raised in it, so you shouldn't be surprised. And her husband, Tony, just was not a liked man. So I kind of see why he was murdered at the beginning, but I mean, nobody should be murdered, but I'm just saying I could, I could understand why it came to that length as I kept reading the story. Cause I mean, he didn't seem like he made sound decisions and he ticked people off. So yeah, what can you say? Draco though, as like the book description says, he's, He's just a man that just doesn't care. I mean, I don't even think he has that much of a heart, but he's wanted though. Um, and he realizes that. But when he realizes who Gianna is, I think his game plan changed a little bit. I mean, he causes, I mean, he's just ruthless. He doesn't mind torturing, killing. I mean, that's just him. So, and he runs his, his household on a very tight, tight, kind of schedule he doesn't like you to talk back he doesn't like you to be late I mean he's very strict in how he wants things so now Kevin was Tony and Gianna's driver and Kevin turns out to be just awful I mean you could tell that Kevin's all about himself he's all about money and he's gonna go with whoever can give him the most money that's just his personality in the story Francesca is a character that was already at Draco's home when Gianna was brought there. So Francesca, I guess, has been there for so long that she's just fell in love with him. I mean, even though he probably, I mean, he treats her, he must have treated her bad before Gianna came into the picture. But you could tell that she's just in love with him. She likes his attention and she gets mad if she doesn't get his attention. So she likes the spotlight being on her. But when Gianna gets there, things change. And then there's Ronaldo. Ronaldo is the guy that's in the little ca um, held captive in the place where they put Gianna when Gianna first gets there. And he's there. Um, he's a man that doesn't have arms. I mean, he's been tortured and he's in this little dungeon thing and he's trying to tell Gianna the ropes like, don't do this, don't do that, or you'll get hurt or you'll get punished. So he's trying to give her instructions and trying to help her out. But Gianna is... You know, her dad and parents treated her like a princess. So even though these things are happening to her, in her mind, I'm married to Tony and I am in the, I'm a mafia princess and you should treat me accordingly. But everybody don't think like that. 
So he, he tries to help her out the best that he can so that she doesn't get hurt. And then Bane is Draco's right-hand man. He, he's got a very potty mouth, too. And he, he's rude and mean, and he doesn't care, as well as the Axeman, who is also another one of Draco's henchmen. They're just rude, and they like that they get the torture people. They're just awful people. I mean, the mob people, come on now. I mean, it ain't like it's all roses. So, <laughs> I mean, they have this hard, dis uh, you know, distinguished thing about them, you know, demeanor, body language. It has to be hard and strict and, you know, like they don't take no stuff because they don't take no stuff. So that's how it's presented in the story. So I think she got the whole atmosphere of the mafia life correct. Now, when it comes to the actual, when Draco realizes who Gianna is and things kind of change, he's kind of ticked off of his henchmen because they picked up a mafia princess, which they shouldn't have done. He has to regroup. My thoughts on this book is, now I will say, my favorite romantic suspense author is Aletha Romick. Her Consequences series has tainted me for everybody, all the other romantic suspense books. So when I'm reading a romantic suspense book or I look to pick one up, I always compare it to, which is bad. I know it's bad and I shouldn't do it, but I compare it to Aletha Romick's Consequences series. You know, matter of fact, one of her characters was named Tony. Yeah, it is Tony. But anyway, besides that, I love her Consequence series. It's a series that it's a romantic suspense series that I can read over and over again because I love you know, Tony and Claire in that series. When I went into S. Williams' book, it kind of got gave me that type of feel. Only it's different because it's like a mafia romantic suspense book, whereas Elitha's is not. But I will say, I really enjoyed S. Williams. I didn't read the reviews before I read it because I didn't want that to taint my image of the book but I really enjoyed her writing in this book I really like the book her, the perfect ruin the twists and things in that and how it was revealed in that book was so awesome but in the passion and venom it's like a different reveal a different twist a different awesome and, and Arthur can write two different genres of book or a same genre book and the books be totally different so the feel with this, her romantic suspense was totally different than the feel that I, with her thriller book, The Perfect Run. So I really, really enjoyed Passion and Venom. So I will now add S. Williams to my romantic suspense list of Arthur's that I like, <laughs> that I favor. Because I think she's got the suspense part down in her books. I mean, this, the book was like, in some times, in some areas, it was intense and then in some it was erotic to some some points and then at sometimes it was gross too at, at, at times especially when there was like killing involved but i'm sorry i'm off of the gross stuff um you know when you're married to a horror film filmmaker you can't i mean you can't help but be around the gross stuff so that stuff i didn't mind the torture stuff i didn't mind that either i feel bad for saying that but i didn't mind the torture stuff either but it's funny that Gianna thought she would like still be privileged after being taken, which I, that part I thought was funny. 
Because when she got into the dungeon part, she really thought that they were just going to treat her and do what she said and treat her differently. But that didn't happen. So uh, she really had to learn real quick about where she was and what these people might do to her. Um, and then and that went on until she met Draco and he kind of like changed things a little bit. But the characters were ruthless and didn't care in this book. Especially Draco's henchmen. And I kept trying to get a feel on where Draco's, where they were, where the house was. Because it was hints here and there. But you knew they was in a place where if she did try to run off or she did actually get away, she wasn't going to get that far because whomever she ran into would probably take her right back to Draco's little estate thing. So I was like, okay, she's not going to get that far if she does try to escape. Now... Draco and Gianna changed the most in this first book, especially Gianna. You know, she was not even timid at the beginning and then toward the middle. It was like she just got pissed off um, at what was happening to her. And then by the end, her whole demeanor and body language like flipped. <laughs> like, I mean, she like really flipped. So that's why I had to go ahead and purchase the second and third book because I need to see how that flip is going to be carried out because her personality, her body language, her demeanor, it like totally did a 180 by the end of this particular book, which was nice. I mean, but this book was a nice introduction to like the characters and the setting and even the arc of the book, which we know is going to continue on into the second and third and Especially the way she ended the first book, you could tell that the arc is going to be moved toward the second book. And we're going to get a little bit more of Gianna's changed personality and her feistiness now. And, you know, she kind of got a little demanding at the end, too. So we're going to see how that works out for her in the second book, which made me excited for the ending. And like I said, that's the reason why I went. And purchased the other two books because I was like, oh my God, I can't believe she just did what she just did. So I, I can't wait to see what Gianna's going to do moving forward. Because, I mean, she's still stuck with this, this Draco guy. I mean, is she going to fall in love with him like Francesca did and be stuck there? Or is she really going to kind of act like she's in love with him just so she can get away out? Or is she going to really try to just kind of cuddle up against him so, so she can get revenge for her husband? Because he did, he did have her husband killed. So it's like you don't know what's really going on in her mind at the end of the first book. Now, I will say in this particular book that I was, I was glad that the author wrote Gianna with a survival mind. Because a lot of books that you read like this, they don't they don't have a survival mindset. It's like they get captured, other stuff starts happening to them, and survival doesn't kick in. Your mind should be thinking, okay, how the heck am I going to get out of this? Which in this book, Gianna had that mindset. She was like, okay, I'm just going to push a little bit and see how far I can go. And then if that doesn't work, I'm going to try something else because I need to get the heck out of here. So she had a... she. It took her a minute to get there, but she did start having a survival mindset on things that she thought she needed to do to survive what was going on. And I like to see that in women in romantic suspense books where they kind of turn the tables on their captor, like the person is holding them and thinking they have all the power within the, the dynamics of the interactions that they can just, the women like kind of switch it on them and then it kind of flips where... 
the woman is kind of like taking over the kind of domineering type set, you know, setting or personality. They're in that dynamic setting. The woman is taking over the dynamic, um, the dynamic personality. So she's like the one that's being domineering and she's not being aggressive. She's being, you know, <laughs> dominant. So she kind of switches that. So then you're wondering, okay, the captor is kind of letting that level up or he's letting her level up. So it's hard to explain. But anyway, just know that I like it when the woman gets to the point in the romantic expense book that she turns the table on her captive and she becomes the dominant one instead of him, which makes for a wonderful book. Because if it goes into the next book, is she going to be the dominant one in that second book? Or are they going to share the dominance? Or how's that going to play out? So that was a lot of what I was wanting to know when I got to the end of this book. How is Gianna going to get herself out of this? Or is she going to get to the point where she likes being in this particular situation? Francesca did, and look what happened to her. You know, I'm, I'm just wondering how it's going to play out. So I will probably discuss the second book, you know, a little bit later on on the podcast um, once I get to read that. Because I do want to share with you all what happens next or what I believe is going to happen next. Like, I, I mean, I kind of told you what I believe was going to happen, but I don't know if that really happened or not because I haven't read it yet. So I will share those things with you and we'll we'll discuss the second and the third book. The second book is Venom and Ecstasy and the third book is Venom and Glory. So if you have not read, so let me ask. Do you like romantic suspense? If so, what are some of the romantic suspense authors that you like? And have you read a, my second question is, have you read a book by Shonora Williams? Whether it's one of her romance books, one of her thrillers, or one of her, one of her romantic suspense books. Have you read any? You know, let me know. You can leave a comment on the blog at um, arbookcorner.wordpress.com backslash podcast where I have the list of the podcast, you can click into the podcast from today and you can leave a comment on there and let me know, you know, have you read any of her books? Have you liked her writing style? Because I really, really enjoy her writing style. And I'm glad I was introduced to her. So I will continue to read her books. Um, I, I think she's a wonderful writer. So I will continue. I've added her to my list. So I will be picking up more um, I picked up the other two books in the trilogy, but I will be picking up more of her books because I really enjoyed her writing. So, I mean, just let me know what romantic suspense authors do you like or even the titles of the books that you've read that you might think I would like, especially if they're by an indie author. If they are indie published, I would really, really like to know that. And if you've read Shanora Williams books, I would like to know which ones you've you've read and what your thoughts were about them. So. Get to know Shanora Williams by visiting her on Twitter at Shanora Williams, on Instagram at Really Shanora, and on Facebook, Shanora Williams Arthur. You can also visit her website at ShanoraWilliams.com. And if you want to connect with a Reader's Book Corner, you can catch us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at a Reader's BC. And like I said, visit the blog at arbookcorner.wordpress.com and check out other books that we feature. Also, if you just want to catch up on the podcast, 
backslash podcast. So next week, we are going to be discussing A Weighted Soul by J.L. Williams. I've enjoyed her. She is a thriller horror writer. Um, I've really enjoyed her thriller books. And this time she wrote a collection of short stories, little dark, twisted horror short stories. And we're going to discuss those next week. The book is called A Weighted Soul. And the author is J.L.W. Now, if you do want to pick up one of Shanora Williams' books, feel free to purchase from her website or you can purchase her off of Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all the platforms that they the books are normally on. Until next time, happy reading. Bye.